Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday. We made it. We made it to the end of the week. TGIF. As always, let me know in the comment section what you're doing this weekend so I can live through vicariously through your much more interesting lives. I think me and the kids and the wife, of course, can't leave her behind. We're going to go to SeaWorld this weekend. Uh, check out the Shamu show. Check out the lights. They do a, they do a pretty good Christmas display. With all the Christmas lights. So I think that's what we're going to do. Let me know in the comment section what your weekend plans are. Almost Christmas. Christmas is right around the corner. So only got a couple more weekends before Christmas. Got to get everything done. So today we're going to follow up a topic that we've been talking about for the last week. Which is Mitch McConnell's betrayal. Because just yesterday it became complete. Mitch McConnell has stabbed us all in the back. As he has done so many times. Before, So we're going to go through and explain the history of his betrayals a little bit, talk about what he did this week, really lay it out for you, because even today, it's not really fully explained how he did this, and then talk about steps forward, because we can't keep living like this. We deserve better than this. That's our Facts Blast topic today, by the way. So if you haven't already, check the link in the description for the Facts Blast. Today's Facts Blast is to remove Mitch McConnell. To remove every other rhino trader from leadership positions. Don't wait until next November with the midterms. Do it now because he is, for all intents and purposes, an agent of the left because of what he did. But before we get to all that, I want to cover something that is really disgusting. And I'm going to let Tucker Carlson explain most of it because Mitch McConnell did something yesterday that really is so egregious. He kicked a man out of the planning for the Bob Dole memorial service in the Senate because that man just so happened to also help plan Donald Trump's event on January 6th at the Ellipse. He was not involved with whatever went on at the Capitol. He was simply an event planner, as he has been for years for Republican events, helped Donald Trump put together the event at the Ellipse. Again, as we, as we talked about, a couple uh, over a mile away from the Capitol. So I'm going to let Tucker explain. This is what he broke down last night. Play this cut one. If you don't live in D.C., you probably haven't heard the name, but Tim Yunus is a Republican event planner in Washington. For 25 years, he helped organize appearances for Senator Bob Dole and his wife, Senator Elizabeth Dole. He was close to the family. When Bob Dole died last week, Yunus was the obvious choice to manage the funeral and the memorial service, and he would have done that if Mitch McConnell hadn't gotten personally involved. Now, technically, Mitch McConnell is the Republican leader of the United States Senate, but in real life, and everyone in Washington knows this, on the issues that matter, Mitch McConnell is an instrument of the left. McConnell knew that Tim Yunus had helped organize Donald Trump's political rally in Washington this January. Now, there's nothing illegal or immoral about doing that. If anything is constitutionally protected behavior, it's organizing a political rally. It's why we have the Bill of Rights. But the partisan lunatics on the January 6th committee don't acknowledge the Bill of Rights, and they objected to this. And then Mitch McConnell aggressively took their side, as he has from the very beginning. 
So McConnell then convinced the Dole family to cancel Tim Eunice's contract and disinvite him from the funeral. Then McConnell made sure the story made the New York Times. And when he did that, he knew perfectly well that a piece like this would completely destroy Tim Eunice's life, which unfortunately, it definitely will. It will mean no more corporate clients, no more business, no more income for Tim Eunice. So even by Mitch McConnell's usual standards of viciousness, and in Washington, he's known as the nastiest old woman in town, this was an incredibly cruel thing to do. It was crushing the weak on behalf of the strong and for no real reason, simply because he could and doesn't like Trump. Now, this is hardly the first time Mitch McConnell has done something vicious like this, but we thought that going forward, we would start telling you about it because why wouldn't we? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's something we've done here at Conservative Daily Podcast. And before we even had a podcast, just with Conservative Daily, identifying what the GOP establishment does. Lots of people say that we fight against leftists. That's true. But pretty much 50-50, just as often as we fight against leftists, we're also, we also find ourselves fighting against GOP establishment types like Mitch McConnell. So he doesn't get, the GOP doesn't get a free pass. Actually, I think if you probably count count it up, we probably have fought against the GOP more than we fought against Democrats, more than we fought against leftists. So this this story is really pretty freaking shameful. Tim Eunice, I don't know him personally, but yeah, as, as Tucker Carlson mentioned, did um, help plan the Ellipse protest on January 6th last, this year, just like he has planned so many other Republican events over the years in Washington, D.C. He was contracted with the Dole family to set up this memorial service, the funeral. And when you are a powerful politician like Bob Dole was, and you know your health is failing, these things tend to get planned out years in advance. Obviously, if someone dies tragically or someone gets a sudden diagnosis, then they whip it together as fast as they can. But with Bob Dole, they, we, we kind of knew that this was probably going to happen sooner rather than later. That's how life is. He's had a contract for years to set this up. And now Mitch McConnell helped orchestrate him being removed from the contract, removed from the funeral. So he's not even allowed to attend the funeral as just a guest. He was a friend of the Dole family. He'd been with them for years. Here's a headline. Event planner helping with Bob Dole's funeral removed over alleged January 6th ties. This is how they've basically just expanded January 6th to mean more than what it used to mean. They used to use it to describe the actual pushing and shoving at the Capitol. Now it's involving the protest at the, the rally at the Ellipse, which was nowhere near the Capitol building. So I, I guess if you did anything on January 6th this year, they'll just lump that in too. It really is. It really is despicable. So now he has had his contract canceled. He is now going to have to fight for his professional livelihood. And the Congress is trying to drag him through the mud, too. This is a letter that came from the so-called select committee looking into the insurrection, or as so many Democrats would call it, the erection, demanding that Tim Eunice hand over documents. But he had nothing to do with the Capitol attack. Attack. Sorry, I just I was just reading that word here on the letter. And and this is where the challenges to the 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 Congress's ability to investigate this are legitimate. They are real. Congress has every right to investigate security and and how people got into the Capitol, who issued the stand down order, right? How the doors were unlocked because they have electromagnetic locks. Someone had to have unlocked them. Congress does not have the right to probe a peaceful assembly. 
a mile away, having nothing to do with that. But now they are going after Tim Eunice because he was an event planner who was contracted to plan an event, which he did, all of which is constitutionally protected First Amendment activities. But that's what Congress is doing. They're trying to criminalize dissent, criminalize free speech, criminalize your right to petition the government for a redress of grievances, criminalize the ability for the sitting president. Donald Trump was president at the time. Criminalize the sitting president standing up in front of a microphone and talking about irregularities in the 2016, uh, 2020 election. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you afraid to fight back because this isn't going to be the last time they steal it. They're going to try and steal it again. The question is, Will they get pushback next time? Well, if they start prosecuting everyone, they think they're going to get less and less pushback. So yeah, this is the letter subpoenaing him to produce all the documents about how he planned that rally. He had nothing to do with the content. He had nothing to do with Donald Trump's speech. He had nothing to do with what was happening a mile away at the Capitol. He was just there to make sure there was lighting, there was a stage, there was audiovisual, right? That's all he was there for. But no, they're trying to drag him through the mud as well. So he got kicked out. His contract was canceled, even though he'd been playing this event, presumably for years. Wasn't allowed to go to the funeral, even though he is a family friend of the Dole family. Because Mitch McConnell stepped in and didn't like that he was involved. Pretty shameful and pretty disgusting. That alone should be enough to remove Mitch McConnell from leadership. Let's just be honest. That alone should be enough. But it isn't. No, we need to make the complete case. We need to make the complete case and explain just why Mitch McConnell is unfit to serve as the Senate Minority Leader. And God willing, he will not be allowed to serve as Senate Majority Leader when Republicans retake the Senate. So we're going to go through a lot of things. Before we do, got to mention this podcast sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Air Medcare Network is the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones should any of you need to be airlifted for a medical emergency. It's super affordable. And it's the kind of thing that we never really think about. We never really think about what happens if we have to go to a hospital. Well, anyone who's been driven by ambulance, you know, it's super expensive and your insurance won't cover it. So you're going to want to go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com. You're going to find it's super affordable and it's really a rainy day kind of plan. You hope you never need it, but God forbid you do, you're going to be glad you had it. And you will not pay one cent for an air medical transportation flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. And there's a whole thing where you put your zip code in to make sure that you're covered. And as a bonus, when you use the promo code in the description, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, a Visa gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So let's get through what Mitch McConnell just did, because this is terrible. What he did to Tim Eunice. That alone, as I said, should be disqualifying. But what he just orchestrated, we, I've talked about this. I, wa- I promise we're not going to keep talking about it. But I want to hammer at home just how despicable it is what he did. Helping the Democrats raise the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling had to be raised eventually. We, we can't default on our debt. But the difference is, are we going to raise the debt ceiling in a way that is responsible? In a way that understands we can't just keep borrowing? Eventually we have to pay it off? Or are we going to give the Biden administration essentially a blank check to do whatever spending it wants? And and I've I've used this analogy. Humor me. I'm going to use it one more time for anyone who hasn't heard it. It's like a teenager saying they want to go on a shopping spree at the mall. If you tell them no, 
you can't go on the shopping spree and they come back the next day and ask you to raise the limit on their credit card, you know what they're going to spend it on. The same is true here. When Democrats put forward their debt ceiling bill, they baked into that debt ceiling all the spending that they plan to push through to basically pay for the Biden agenda. Everything we've covered on this podcast for months, amnesty for illegal aliens, benefits for illegal aliens, right? All that funding to create the climate core citizens that are going to make, I think it was five times or 10 times the, uh, the poverty level, the poverty line to fight climate change. I'm talking about the hundreds of millions of dollars that are going to go towards fighting racism in trees. That's where the, the, uh, the claim that cities only plant trees in white neighborhoods and therefore black neighborhoods don't get trees. Trees are racist. You go down the line, all of this insane spending has been baked into the debt ceiling bill. Basically, they have decided to raise the credit card limit and then they're going to figure out what they're going to spend on it later. No, the responsible thing would be to not raise the credit card limit. And here is why. The debt ceiling cannot be passed through reconciliation. Normally, Mitch McConnell just figured out a way to do it. Normally, the debt ceiling needs 60 votes. And this is a, a huge issue. How much money the federal government is going to borrow should not be passed along party lines. Because this has huge implications for our future. We are literally borrowing for our children and our grandchildren's generation. This, this bill won't come due for us. Generations yet to be born, they will be the ones who have to pay this off. So it's only reasonable that it require a supermajority in the Senate. It's one thing to say that, hey, we need to fund the government for the next year. Let's use reconciliation so we can push something through with a simple majority in the Senate. It's another thing to say we're going to borrow trillions of dollars and put this debt on people who haven't even been born yet. No, that should require a super majority in the Senate. Donald Trump was begging, begging Mitch McConnell to hold the line. Here's a statement that he released on December 8th. Mitch, oh, we got the uh, the wrong one here. This is the one. Sorry, I have him back. I have him a little bit mixed up. On December 7th, he said, I'm watching Republican senators talk about fighting the horrendous Build Back Better bill that the Democrats will push forward. Made much easier for them by the 19 Republican senators who voted for the Democrats' infrastructure plan, which is only 11% infrastructure, and also by McConnell incredibly giving the Democrats a two-month extension, which allowed them to get their act together. Now the Republicans start fighting much harder, fighting a much harder war, and I told them this would happen. It's pathetic. Those 19 Republicans, including the broken old crow, that's his name for Mitch McConnell, should not be forgotten for what they've done and the absolute har absolutely horrible ramifications this bill will have on the future of our nation. Just like McConnell blew two Senate seats in Georgia and wouldn't fight the rigged presidential election, he gave this one away also. Use the debt ceiling to win and mean it this time. That was Donald Trump's plea. So here's the legislative process. I've talked about this. I made this. This is my creation. You cannot steal it, anyone. This is a flowchart explaining to you how a bill ultimately passes in the United States Senate. And there's other things here. There's other motions and things like that. I wanted to boil it down for you as simple as possible. So you see right here, a bill reaches the Senate floor. That either happens by the Senate majority leader willing it so, or through different discharge mechanisms. But it reaches the Senate floor. There is then a debate. Unlike the House, where debate is limited to a certain number of hours, in the Senate, the debate is technically unlimited. It is unlimited until members of the Senate vote to end it. That is called cloture. 
That is a vote to end debate. That is people saying, hey, we've debated this enough. I think we know where we all stand. Let's just end the debate and, and hold it to a vote. The cloture vote, though, needs 60 votes. 60 senators need to vote to end debate. You need a supermajority of senators to say, hey, you know what? We've talked about this enough. Let's just, one way or another, up or down, let's get this over with. If you have less than 60 votes, that's this top one right here. If you have less than 60 votes, then the cloture vote fails. And that means that the, the debate never technically ends, right? If the Senate does not vote to end the debate, then it is just perpetually in a state of debate and it's basically stalled. At that point, the Senate majority leader will vote to table the bill so that he can then bring it up again if he wants to. Because until he does that, this bill is on the agenda. They can't do anything else. So he votes to table it. That's what happens if you don't have 60 votes for cloture. And that's what the filibuster is. There's different kinds of filibuster. There's a speaking filibuster. That's where someone literally takes, like, like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That's He literally takes the dais and just refuses to stop talking to run out the clock as much as possible. That's a, that's a traditional speaking filibuster. But the cloture filibuster, that's simply saying, oh, well, we would stand up there forever. We don't want to do it, but we'll do it if you force us. And then they say, whoa, 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 okay, fine, we give up. So that's what Republicans should have done with this debt ceiling. They should have said it's irresponsible to bake in all of this future spending into a debt ceiling and, and basically place it on future generations yet to be born. Unre irresponsible, we're voting against it. Be more reasonable, maybe we'll vote for it. That's what the Republicans should have done. Now, on the off chance that it passes cloture, right? Then the debate ends. The bill then gets a final vote. If it gets 51 votes, it passes. If it gets less than 50 or fewer votes, then it fails to pass. And then the Senate majority leader can again table it so he can hopefully bring it up again. What Republicans did is this cloture vote, they voted for the bill. They voted for the bill saying, yes, we approve this. Let's just get to the end. So instead of saying, hey, this is irresponsible, we're going to keep talking until you realize it's irresponsible. They gave up, literally gave up and approved the Democrat plan to pass it. 60 votes, the debate ended, and then it went to the final, final vote. And you can see right here, this is that cloture vote I was talking about. You had 14 Republicans vote yes. 14 Republicans voted to end debate. When you got to the actual bill, you got nine Republicans to vote. Actually, I think it was eight because one of the people not voting was a, was an independent Democrat. Got eight. So you can see how you go from 14 to eight. A few of them decide not to vote for it. Still, the majority of them did. It should, but here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. The yeas in this case would not have been enough to pass cloture, right? They got 59 votes to pass the bill. They would have fallen one vote short of cloture if everyone who was against the bill had also voted not to end debate. The Republicans had the votes to block this. That's what that shows. They had the votes to block it. They chose not to. They chose not to. Because they want it to pass. They wanted it to pass. So they could then turn around and some of them vote against it and say, hey, well, listen, we tried everything. We did everything we could. It's horse crap. So here are the 14 senators who voted to break the filibuster right now. John Thune of South Dakota, Mitch McConnell, obviously, of Kentucky, John Barrasso of Wyoming, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, Shelley Moore Capito 
of West Virginia. Susan Collins, of course, Maine. Roy Blunt, Missouri. Tom Tillis, North Carolina. Lisa Murkowski, of course, Alaska. Richard Burr, North Carolina. Joni Ernst, that one's surprising. John Cornyn, also surprising, Texas. Mitt Romney, of course, Utah. And Rob Portman, a little surprising, from Ohio. Those are the 14 Republicans who voted to end, to bypass the filibuster. Now, obviously, many of them didn't vote for the ultimate bill. But that doesn't matter. They voted to give Democrats a pathway. They knew that there was enough votes to pass it in the final vote. But there weren't enough votes without them to end cloture. So they ended debate and then let them pass it on their own. That is how the Democrat operates. It has been this way since before I've even looked at politics. You go back into the 70s, 80s. This was how it worked. Republicans would do this. And it's not just Mitch McConnell. I want to be absolutely clear. Kevin McCarthy, just last week, we covered this on the show. He voted for what? The Immunization Record Modernization Act. This is a bill that was done. It's going to dump $440 million to help states centralize and modernize their vaccination databases. So if you care about the fighting against vaccine passports, Right? If you care about that, the last thing you want to do is spend $440 million to help create these registries. Because if the government has a registry of everyone who is vaccinated against COVID-19, and technically the bill says other vaccines we don't even know about yet. If the government has the ability to know every single person who is vaccinated against COVID-19, then they don't, you don't even need to have the passport, right? They can just run your name. Oh, you're not in the database. Therefore, you're not vaccinated. Therefore, you can't go to the movies. You can't go out to dinner. You can't get on an airplane. That's what the Democrats want. Kevin McCarthy and 79 other Republicans voted to make this happen last week. Now they're saying, oh, we we didn't vote to create a registry. We just we, we didn't vote to create a vaccine passport database. We just voted to modernize databases that already exist. Yeah, that's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. It's what Democrats want to do with gun ownership. Technically, there is a record of everyone who has bought a gun, at least within the last 20 years, in all of the gun stores around America. When you take your, when you fill out your 4473, the background check is conducted through the FBI or a state partner. And then the FBI or the state partner, they're supposed to destroy the record of the background check. But the gun store is supposed to hold on to the 4473 copy for at least 20 years. So that way, if your gun is used in a crime, the FBI or local law enforcement can trace the serial number back to the gun store, pull the paperwork, and know who bought it. That, that's, that's the idea. So technically, there is a registry of everyone who has bought a gun in the last 20 years. It just is not centralized. It is spread out across the entire country in all the gun dealers around the country. Democrats want to centralize that database to collect all of those records and to put them into a nice digital record. Don't believe me? The ATF has done this millions, tens of millions of times in the last year alone, seizing gun records and digitizing them. That has happened. So to say like, oh, well, we're just, we're just digitizing records that already exist. There is no such thing as a beneficial government registry. Government registries are not used to give you benefits. They are not used to give you rewards. You are not going to get a fruit basket. You're going to get, I mean, <laughs> I hate these analogies. I hate Hitler analogies. I hate Nazi analogies. 
It's reductio ad Hitlerum. It's a it's a logical fallacy that people who describe things in Nazi terminology tend to lose arguments because they don't have a real argument. But here we can see in Australia that they have they have concentration camps. They have concentration camps. So to give the, the government, whether it be state governments, local governments, federal governments, the power to create a database, we know what they will use it for. We know that. So vote no. But Kevin McCarthy and 79 other Republicans voted yes. So now that database is going to be built. Now they're promising, hey, it's just going to be in the state's hands. Well, what happens when the Anthony Fauci's of the world say that these are extraordinary times and they need to federalize that database to make sure that you can't get on an airplane? Congratulations, 80 Republicans would have made that happen. So it's not just Mitch McConnell. It's not just Kevin McCarthy. The, the GOP establishment is unfortunately rotten to the core. And this is a fight that you're going to see play out over the next year in both the House and the Senate because all of the <clears throat> all of the different polls indicate that Republicans are going to take back at the very least the House in record numbers, hopefully also the Senate, though the Senate schedule is a little weird because it changes. It, it, there's only ever one third of the body up for, up for re-election every two years. And this year there happens to be a lot of Republicans who are defending their seats, not a whole lot of Democrats, but we should be able to pick up one seat, hopefully. There's a big fight in D.C. over who will hold the reins. Of course, Mitch McConnell wants to continue to hold the reins. He's gonna He wants to be Senate Majority Leader until he croaks. Kevin McCarthy, he fancies himself Speaker of the House. It's his turn. Doesn't matter, he just voted to help create a database that could ultimately be used for a vaccine passport. It's his turn, don't you understand? His turn. And I like Kevin McCarthy most of the time. Most of the time he, he says what he needs to say. The problem is in the doing. Kevin McCarthy has the power through a privileged resolution to force the House of Representatives to vote on anything. Do you understand that? Usually in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi calls the shots. If she doesn't want a bill to reach the floor, it doesn't matter what a committee says. If Nancy Pelosi doesn't clear it, it doesn't reach the floor. It used to be easier. You used to be able to file privileged resolutions if you were just anyone. But Nancy Pelosi changed the rules when the Democrats retook the House under Trump to make it harder. Three people have the ability to put something onto the floor. Nancy Pelosi, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Those three people, if they will it so, can put a bill on the floor and force a vote. So where where are those votes? Where are the votes forcing Democrats to go on record on the smash and grabs? Where are the votes? Where are the votes on resolutions condemning Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for saying that the smash and grabs aren't happening? Where are the votes? Where's the vote on the vaccine mandate? Kevin McCarthy could right now put up for a vote through a privileged resolution, a bill to end Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. If it fails, fails. But put the left on record. <coughs> vast majority of the country doesn't want anything to do with these mandates. Force the Democrats to defend that position. Force the Democrats to defend California's position that you should be able to have an abortion up until delivery. Or some states arguing after delivery. Force them to defend that. Force them to defend the open border. Use this power. He can make them vote on whatever he wants. It'll probably fail. But then you can run the ads and say, can you believe 
that Representative so-and-so voted against this? She's not what's right for your district. You could run those ads. But no, they won't run it. Because they are more interested in fundraising. They're more interested in the cocktail parties. They're more interested in the cable news interviews than they are in actually governing. They don't care. They don't care. It, it pains me to say it, but they don't care. We have to make them care. And the only way that they are going to listen is if they start losing their jobs. That is the only way. Not talking about anything extrajudicial. I'm talking about removing them from power. Remove them from their, their leadership positions and remove them from Congress altogether. Just to show you how crazy the divide is. You have Kevin McCarthy, who believes that he is the next Speaker of the House. Meanwhile, you have Matt Gates, congressman from Florida. He's talking about making Donald Trump Speaker of the House. Yes, that is possible. You do not have to be an elected member of Congress to be Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House can be anyone. Any American can be Speaker of the House. So that is just how big of a divide we're talking about. Now, will Trump be Speaker of the House? I don't know. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it would be very fitting. I think it would make liberals' heads explode, and I would love it. <clears throat> but I don't know if it'll actually happen. But this is the fight we're in. And we played it with Dan Crenshaw a couple days ago, where he's saying that all the conservative Republicans, they're just grifters. Now, in fairness, I think there are a few conservatives. I, I don't think I can name them. But I, I, I get the feeling when I listen to some of these people that, yeah, they are, they are in it just to keep running, to keep being reelected. But you look at Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's not a grifter. Jim Jordan just wants to do the right thing. But there's this fight. There's this fight in D.C. happening right now in the Republican Party. And our goal is let's end the fight early. <clears throat> Don't make it a decision. Don't go the distance. Let's just settle this now. Which is why our Fax Blast campaign is to start the campaign to put pressure on them to just remove them now. Don't wait. You know it's going to happen. Save yourself. Remove Mitch McConnell. Remove Kevin McCarthy. Remove every other rhino in a position of leadership. Now. So that is our facts boss. Make sure you take part in that. Link is in the description. Going to also remember, if you haven't already, check out the Conservative Daily store. Store.conservative-daily.com. Lots of great t-shirts. More being added in the coming days. Check out the, the Christmas t-shirts. The uh, All I Want for Christmas is a full forensic audit. All I Want for Christmas is the real president. We also have coming up soon, come and take it. Come and take it Christmas, modeled after the Texas battle flag. Come and take it where they had a cannon. Instead, we have come and take it Christmas because Anthony Fauci is now saying you need vaccination status to go to Christmas parties. Pretty shameful. So that will be dropping shortly. Make sure you keep checking back for that. We ran that last year. It was a huge bestseller, bringing it back this year. So stay tuned for that. So obviously Donald Trump is not happy about Mitch McConnell's betrayal and you can't blame him. Here's the second statement he put out after. So the first one was on December 7th. This is after Mitch McConnell caved quote, Mitch McConnell just folded on the debt ceiling a total victory for the Democrats didn't use it to kill the $5 trillion real number build back worse bill that will essentially change the fabric of our country forever. 
The old Crow's two-month extension and breakup of the bill into two parts gave the Democrats everything they needed. The Dems would have folded completely if Mitch properly played his hand, and if not, the debt ceiling scenario would, have, would be far less destructive than the bill that will get passed. He has all the cards to win, but not the guts to play them. Instead, he gives our country away, just like he did with the two Senate seats in Georgia and the presidency itself. The old Crow is a disaster. That is from Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States, and he's right. He ultimately is right. When you vote to raise the credit card limit, you don't get to then cry ignorance when they use that credit card limit to buy crazy stuff. Here is an interview. Here's an interview from a few days ago of Mitch McConnell flat out saying that the most important thing Republicans can do is stop the spending. Let's listen to him here. Let me tell you what would be in the best interest of the country. The best interest of the country would be to tank this reckless tax and spending bill. The biggest issue in the country is inflation. The bill they passed earlier this year on a party line vote has dramatically increased the cost of everything at the gas pump, at the grocery store, for Christmas. The single biggest gift this Democratic Congress could give to the American people this Christmas is to kill this bill. I don't think it's fixable. So I'm hoping, obviously, that Kirsten and Joe in the end will decide that passing anything close to this, look, this bill is full of incredibly bad stuff. It expands welfare to illegal aliens. It grants amnesty to 6.5 million illegal immigrants. Uh, it provides, believe it or not, tax relief for millionaires and billionaires, largely in places like California and New Jersey and New York. This ought not to pass at all. That would be the single best Christmas gift for the American people. That would be the single best Christmas gift for the American people. He's talking about this, trying to convince you that that's what he intends to do. He just laid out much of what I laid out. He actually did a better job, so he knows the talking points a little bit better than I do. But he just voted to give Democrats the ability to put this on a credit card. That's what that debt ceiling bill was over. How much to raise the debt ceiling? Right? The debt ceiling, as I said, usually cannot go through reconciliation. It needs 60 votes. You need a supermajority to raise it. If the, if the minority party says you're out of control with the spending, they can stop you and force you to scale it back. They can force you to scale it back. Look at it this way. Your teenager has an Amex card. One of the few cards that can actually be used to buy a car. The teenager says, I want you to raise the, my credit card limit on my Amex card to $50,000. And you, the responsible parent, say, no, 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 no. That's insane. That's insane. No, I'm not going to. I know exactly you're going to go buy a car. But I will raise your credit card limit $5,000. Now, on the off chance that the teenager goes out and buys a $5,000 car, you can reprimand them for it. But they didn't blow it all on the luxury vehicle. Right? That's what we're talking about here. They could have raised the debt ceiling in a more responsible way for a shorter duration, for less money. So that even if the build back worse, as Donald Trump calls it, bill that we've been covering for weeks, even if it does pass, they would have to come back to the table and raise the debt ceiling again to pay for that monstrosity. 
That is the way to fight. That is the way to fight to win. Mitch McConnell wants to claim that he's against this spending, but he just voted and orchestrated the plan to make it happen to raise the debt ceiling, raise the credit card limit. And he thinks you're too stupid to notice. That's the worst part of this. I say this not to insult you because you're not too stupid. You get this. I hope you get this. So I'm trying to really hammer this home and explain exactly how this is working. He just thinks you're too stupid. He thinks he can get away with this. He does this every year. He thinks you're too stupid to stop him. He thinks you're too stupid to notice. And he thinks you're too powerless to stop him. Well, you're neither. Right? Simply by watching this show, you are more intelligent than the average person. Congratulations. <laughs> but you also are not powerless. You have the ability to fight back, both at the ballot box, absolutely, primaries and general elections, but also every single day. That's why we have our fax blast system. Our fax blast system exists to make sure that people like this don't just get to go through the motions and walk through their whole entire term without any pushback. We win a lot of times. Sometimes we don't win. Sometimes, yes, the fax blasts do not convince Mitch McConnell to do the right thing. That is true. That is true. But there are times where we win huge victories. Shalei Omarova, the communist Biden just tried to put in, she would have been confirmed had it not been for us blowing the whistle first and getting those fax blasts out. Absolutely. We have another case from a few years ago of a father who was on a military submarine, a, a Navy submarine on deployment in the middle of the uh, middle of the Pacific. I think he was in the Pacific. His wife was going through custody. His ex-wife was going through custody and got a judge basically to agree to give her custody if he didn't show up at the hearing. He couldn't show up at the hearing. He was aboard a nuclear submarine in God knows where. We took that local story and we elevated it to national importance. And you know what happened? Two congressmen from that state got in touch with the judge and made sure that judge understand that there would be hell to pay if she went through with this, that it was illegal, and that those congressmen would not stop until she <laughs> suffered if she went through with this. You know what? The judge backed down. That judge would not have backed down if we didn't elevate that, albeit local, issue to a national importance. So the facts blast work. You have the power. And our goal is to make sure you know what's going on, right? You Listen, you could watch Fox News. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I watch Tucker, but that's about it. You could watch Fox News and you could probably learn 50%, 60 70% of what you need and be happier for it. The Conservative Daily Podcast, has, the goal of this show has always been to cover what the mainstream media won't. To cover what the mainstream media either will not cover at all or will only give a minute, if that. That's why we've been talking about election fraud for this long. Just because Fox News, CNN, MSNBC have stopped talking about it doesn't mean that things aren't still happening. We just covered yesterday that explosive Wisconsin hearing. You know what's happening? One of the counties in Wisconsin is now trying to force, the GOP is trying to force an investigation because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is terrible. The schemes that they did to rig the voter registration system. That's our purpose. Yeah, we have a, we have a good time. Yeah, we, we like to laugh. I love to laugh, which is why I love this morning to be able to laugh at Democrats over their juicy smolier stuff. But first and foremost, this has always been, yeah, sure, it's entertaining. It's always tried to be informative. And I, I, I say this not with, with any kind of like ex extremist <laughs> thought. Mitch McConnell just has to go. He's not a conservative. 
I don't even know if he's a Republican. How else do you explain meeting with the Democratic leader and coming up with a scheme that lets them get exactly what they want? Is that Republican? I don't think so. How else do you describe this sitting Republican leader in the Senate kicking out a family friend out of Bob Dole's funeral because he happened to plan a separate rally on January 6th, not the Capitol, a mile plus away. Is that what conservatives do? Are you happy with this? Are you content with this? Is this good enough? Let's just start there. Is this good enough? Are you happy seeing Mitch McConnell smirking, lying to the American people, claiming to fight against something and when the cameras turn off, orchestrating a deal to help it pass without the GOP? Or do you think you deserve better? I think we deserve a hell of a lot better. Which is why he has to go. Mitch McConnell has to go. And it's going to be a hard fight. It's going to be an uphill fight. But every single day that we remind these people, Republicans and Democrats alike, that their actions have consequences. And if they want, if they have any desire to keep their job, they better abandon ship now. Every day that we push that message through our FactsPlus system, we get closer and closer to the day where Mitch McConnell no longer graces the screen of Fox News like he does here. That is our purpose. That is our goal. We fight back against Democrats and we fight back against Republicans because ultimately, at the end of the day, many of these Republicans might as well just be Democrats. That's the definition of Republican in name only. That's not good enough. You deserve better. You deserve better than what these clowns in Washington, D.C. are doing. And you know it. In your heart of hearts, you know that this isn't right. In your heart of hearts, you know that it isn't right for Kevin McCarthy to vote for to create this modernized vaccination database. You know that that's just wrong. Right? You look at Paul Ryan. You know that Paul Ryan was a weasel. We all kind of suspected that. We kind of played along when he became Mitt Romney's vice presidential candidate. He was the boy wonder. He was the whiz kid when it came to economics. But he always just had this weaselly vibe to him, right? Well, it turns out he was. Follow your gut. Your gut will not let you down. John Boehner John Boehner's an old guard Republican. John Boehner was not ready for the Tea Party wave. He resisted the Tea Party every step of the way. And he lost his job for it. I think Boehner probably is a decent person. Decent. Though that's not really a a high bar. But he's not a conservative. Not by any way, shape, or form. The conservatives never get elected into powerful positions. Even when the majority of the House are conservative, they still keep electing leadership who are rhinos. And if a conservative happens to make it to leadership, they change. They change so fast. I don't know if it's if it's threats. I don't know if they, if they get a sight of that money and it changes them. I don't know what it is. But even when we get conservatives into these, into these positions, they tend to change. It tends to change them. So what do we do with all of this? Do we give up? No, hell no. Got to keep fighting. Got to keep pushing forward. As long as this guy's calling the shots and he's not even calling the shots. That's the crazy thing. He's not even in power and he's still screwing you over. He doesn't even have the power to do jack shit and he's still stabbing you in the back. What do you think's going to happen if he gets power again? It's kind of like last year when Donald Trump is leaving office and he's calling for (laughs) for criminal investigations. With friends like these, who needs enemies? With Republicans like these, who even needs Democrats? 
And the left says, the left loves to paint Mitch McConnell as this radical. That's what they do. Like, oh, he's going to, he's going to gut Roe versus Wade. He's not going to touch Roe versus Wade. Are you serious? Has anyone been paying attention? Does anyone really think Mitch McConnell is going to go out on a limb and do anything even remotely conservative or remotely controversially conservative? Of course not. Mitch McConnell's not going to do anything. Make him the boogeyman all you want. Frankly, how about you can how left? How about you convince some Republicans to remove him? Let's work together on that. And then we'll replace him with someone far more conservative. Now I'm done. I'm I'm done. I've been I've had this job at Conservative Daily for seven years, and it feels like a revolving door because every year, right around this budget time, it's Mitch McConnell stabbing us all in the back. Barely anything conservative gets into the final process, whether he's in office or not. Whether sorry, whether he is in leadership control or not. Majority, minority, it always ends up being the same. Democrats get everything they want for spending. Actually, that's not entirely true. Republicans, they push through <laughs> military spending. Democrats get increases to domestic spending. We never get cuts. We never get cuts. And I'm tired of it. Now, that doesn't mean you stop fighting. We just got to evolve. We've got to fight harder. And we've got to evolve at how we do things. It's not enough just to, to sit back and wait for someone else to come in, ride in on that horse and save the day. You have to be your own hero. You have to, you have to grab the reins and, and, and take this on yourself. No one is going to save you for you. Not the, not the courts, not even conservatives in Congress. No one is going to save you. You have to fight yourself. And that's why there are times on this show where I get really down, where it feels like, and then Joe says this, Joe feels this way sometimes too. This is no, not a dig on anyone watching, but it feels sometimes that we're talking into an echo chamber. People agree with us, yes, but we, we never really see anyone taking action. And I'm not saying you go march in the streets, of course not. But we tell you to share, that's absolutely important. We tell you to participate in the facts, but that's absolutely, absolutely important. But we have to do more. Remember, the Tea Party won by actually getting out there, fighting for this. Tea Party stands, the TEA, it's an acronym. It stands for Taxed Enough Already. It stemmed from the tax day protests. It was people who got out there to fight, realizing that they all had stuff in common, joining together. Now it got co-opted by, by other groups and organizations. Fine. Can't let that happen this time. But we have to fight with everything we've got because what they just did today, well, sorry, yesterday with this debt ceiling, this is our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We are writing checks that we will literally never need to cash. You talk about the FDA not releasing the Pfizer vaccine data until 75 years from now when we're all dead. It's the same deal with what Mitch McConnell just posted, just voted for. He's in his 80s. He will never live to see the consequences of what he just did. He never will. I probably will not live to see the consequences of what he just did. But we have to fight anyway, right? I mean, that, that's what this is all about. Leaving this country in a better place than we inherited it. That's the ultimate American, American dream. To rise up in that ladder and to give your children more than you inherited yourself. The question you need to ask yourself is, do you think the Republican leadership is going to help you do that? Are they going to be the ones who help you? Leave your children, your grandchildren a better life? Or are they going to be the ones stopping you from doing that? I think the answer is pretty obvious. But I encourage all of you over the weekend to think, ponder, and come up with your own answers. I think you'll probably agree with me. Mitch McConnell's got to go.
Well, before we end, got to remind everyone, head over to our friends at Liberty Cigars, libertycigars.com. The link is in the description. When you use promo code CD21, you're going to get a free cigar added on top of all orders over $76. It's a killer deal, right? Whether you have a, a friend who's a history buff or a family member who just likes to smoke a cigar every now and then, this really is the gift to you because Liberty Cigars, yes, it's imported tobacco, but all of their packaging products are proudly made in the USA, and it's all historically themed. So you have cigar lines named after presidents, American Revolutionary War heroes, right? It's, it's teaching history and at the same time giving them the gift of great smoke. So I highly encourage if you haven't already, even if you have, put in another order, libertycigars.com, use promo code CD21. And as that bonus, when you spend more than $76, you're going to get a free cigar added on top of that. Also, before I go, always got to mention, make sure you support our friends over at MyPillow, mypillow.com, use promo code CD21. You're going to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code available on the site right now. You're going to save a bundle on sheets, a bunch on pillows, slippers, mattresses, mattress pads, everything. Go support Mike Lindell. Go support the Patriots who work for MyPillow because they are still being slandered still being defamed in the media, and they are being kicked out of stores to this day. They need your help. Support them. Buy a great American product. And full disclosure, help us too because we do get a small commission when you use that promo code. So again, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% back. I think we went through everything. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Christmas is on the way. Make sure you do that Christmas shopping. Uh, we're doing Christmas shopping. We're hiding hiding the presents. My son is have is finding them. So we need to do a better job hiding. That's probably what we're going to be doing this weekend, figuring out how to hide the presents. But I want to wish all of you a great weekend. I hope you have a exciting and restful. That's kind of an oxymoron. Exciting or restful, depending on what you want, weekend over the next two days. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. That is uh, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. If you have an Apple device, if you have an iPhone, Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Very important. Of the utmost importance. I cannot stress it enough. That's what we need. And we need you to leave a five-star review. It's been a few weeks since we've had a five-star review. We need those five-star reviews to climb up in this ranking. So if you can, please do give us five stars and help us climb back up in the rankings. If you need a little reminder on when we go live, maybe you're a Facebook refugee who's not getting Facebook alerts anymore, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517, and you'll be added to our text alert system, and we'll let you know what we're talking about that day and how, when, and where you can watch. So that's going to be it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. Thank you for joining us. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.